1: We, meaning you, greetings, Tom, and yes. I are so happy to have you here. I'm present, counted for Patrick here. Dorian, yes sir, number fifty-eight sidekick. I'm so glad you're here.
0: Thank you for and, having me. And
1: we like we are like gonna we're like going headlong into this show today. I can't wait. We're going deep. We're going deep. Remember, like when we would play football, Flip, football term, yeah i like, and you draw like this little, uh, yeah. pass thing, whatever yeah. this pattern on your chest five and, an you, chest.
0: Do a five and in, you go deep.
1: I'm going to confess to you that like when they would like draw that on their chest, I'd be like, I don't <laughs> understand what you just did. So I'm going to just run. So maybe I'm the idiot. You were that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember that guy.
1: <laughs> everybody just get open. That's yeah. what, that was my theory. Anyway, we're going to talk about going deep. All right. So, uh, we're not talking about catching passes. Dang. Yeah, but you know when you do catch that. a pass, this is that the season for it. Yeah, football season, but but this kind of going deep is a different kind of going it's deep. It's A different one. All right. So as I'm thinking, you know, sometimes dangerous when I sit and think. Sometimes it, it is. But it's I painful. I, and and you have to follow me on this, but I'm but I'm going to go somewhere. I'm so with you. You cannot help but watch the television and um, read the news mm-hmm. and uh, check it out on your phone, whatever, and realize that that. The nation is in a state of unrest. We are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know we are. In fact, I would, I would say that we are arguably more divided in this nation than we've ever been. I, I think it's pretty serious and pretty scary.
0: It's close. I think we're divided, but I don't think it's as bad as it. Yeah, but before. you're such a you're
1: such a like a happy, no, lucky guy.
0: No, I'm serious. I mean, if you go back Civil War times, all that it's it was pretty divided. But you back
1: agree back. it's bad, though.
0: Oh, it's terrible.
1: I mean, I just have never seen all these different kind of in marches. Our,
0: maybe in our lifetime, That might be a good way to put it. Yeah, you can I, argue with me, aren't you?
1: I, I, I you know, I'm not going to agree with you because okay. I really think that this is dangerous we'll enough. Disagree. Yeah, but I think it's dangerous enough that we need to do something about it.
0: I would agree with you on that.
1: And so you have all these different factions, all these different people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of and a, appropriate that we disagree, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. But I'm gonna win. Oh, okay. No, I'm just ahead. kidding. I dare um, you. No. So the whole thing is like, give these, all these, these different. Now, there is no, there's never, ever, ever any excuse for any tolerance of, of, of racism, of bigotry, of any kind of any color supremacy, uh, of nationalism, of uh, people doing. Uh, uh, you know, certain kinds of salutes, you know, right. and trying to raise Hitler from the dead. I mean, these these are horrible things. Totally agree. And as a nation, we have to be, first of all, maybe embarrassed, upset, uh, and we have to turn our backs on it. And we have to, uh, uh, even some of that subtle stuff that we have in our, in our own, uh, as we've been raised, yeah. sometimes there's like that subtle... Stuff that kind of bubbles to the top every once in a while, but we keep it tame pretty good. Totally agree. We we have to we have to get rid of all of it. We do. We have to pour it out. And 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 I think about this. Uh, and and so certainly all of that unrest, all of that bad stuff, there is no excuse for it, right? It can't nope. be tolerated. It can't be accepted in any in any degree in any way, right? Agreed. Yep. But there are people on the sidelines that are watching. There are people that have opinions. There are people that are drawn in sometimes to the conflicts, right? Mm-hmm. And they may see things as a black and white issue. And I'm not talking specifically about skin color. I'm just talking about things being Issues. right or wrong, left right. or right, right. you know, good or bad. And people can get drawn into those things. Mm-hmm. And they sort, of, uh, they sort of see things in a blanket way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if a problem at the heart of all of this is really our ability to communicate with each other. Yeah. Right. Our ability to to fully grasp and understand the other, right? Who the other person is. I think you're right. So rather than demonize the person because of where they come from, what they talk like, um, whether they have a different color of skin or whether they have a certain amount of money or in a certain club or whatever, rather than, we'll, we'll, we'll sometimes just sort of like put people in boxes. Right. And not really probe the depths of who they are to right. understand where they come from and 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 why they think what they think and then offer them the human dignity that they deserve certainly because they too are made in the image and likeness of god but then also to offer them the respect that's required to have some kind of civil discourse yep and i think that most people listening would probably agree with that i think they would right and i'm not saying you shouldn't take sides that you shouldn't vote that you shouldn't choose and figure out there's some things that are good and bad i'm not saying that i am saying though that it it requires us to go deeper than just sort of like skirting the issues or skating over the top of certain issues and say, well, I always vote this way because I always vote this way. Right. This is my party or this is my uh, this is my belief. And so anybody who identifies as this, then I'm voting for them rather than sometimes looking more deeply into the substantive issues that are at stake. I, right? I would agree with that. So, what does this have to do with the Catholic Cafe, and why are we talking about yeah, it? Yeah, I want to see how you segue I, into this. I think I don't think we really know each other, and I don't think that we truly understand the issues on a lot of things. I think we skate the surface. I think we give way too much credence to, like, instant decision-making, and we don't go deep. Yep. I think we do that same thing in our faith life. I think that we all have relationships with God, but there's a tendency for us to have this sort of, like, nominal Minimal, skating the surface, identity as a faithful person. I would say probably especially today. We're kind of programmed that way now. You think so? Oh yeah. How, how, quick how sounds,
0: so? quick quick bites, quick sounds yeah. here. You're kind of programmed, and you kind of just check the boxes along, and that carries over to your faith, and you don't really challenge yourself to go deep.
1: No, you're exactly right. Or understand, and there it. are like really, I think there are some published minimal standards or accepted minimal standards to be. We'll talk about Catholics. Yeah, to be Catholic.
0: Yeah, you look at it and you're like, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm says out. I
1: have to go to Mass every Sunday. Check. Check. Going right. to Mass every Sunday. Says I need to re- receive Holy Communion once a year once during a year. Easter. Check. Check. Confession. Says I have to go to confession once, once a, year. a year. Check. Check. You know, right. and so you start to realize that there are some minimal standards, right? But what are we going to get if we're not invested? More profoundly and well, more deeply like, in our it's faith. It's like
0: anything in life: the more you put in, the more you get out.
1: So now you're talking football, right? You're you, you're remembering no, those I'm practices. Like, no, I, I know, I know you yeah, are. Yeah, no, but you're right. But it, there's a but great it metaphor, to football. You're the right. sports metaphor of. Dude, if you come out here and you practice for fifteen minutes and think you're ready for the big game, you're not.
0: It's not going to happen. You've
1: got to invest in your body, in your heart, in your mind, your soul, in in understanding the plays, understanding who the opponent is, and and on yeah. the practice, the conditioning, all those things come together. Well, the same things in our faith life. That's right. And so the question is, how deep is our relationship with God? And, and there's another interesting thing that because I, I was when I was pondering this thing, I just sort of like I thought, hey let me like let me google i like to do this every once in a while like pick a word mm-hmm. google that and just put the word scripture in front of it okay so like um the word fat google scripture fat and then you find <laughs> all these great references to the fatted calf and the fat portions of the choices oh, whatever that's a good idea. it's just I've an interesting that. concept so i'm yeah. thinking about deep and having a deep relationship with god so i i, I google scripture, scripture deep. deep right and so, and there's a couple of scripture references, deep calling deep, and things like that 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 I that I remembered from the Psalms and things like that. But then, First Corinthians chapter two comes up, and this is Saint Paul talking to the Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And so, I read like the first, um, you know, uh, ten lines in that scripture, mm-hmm. and I thought this is cool. So Saint Paul's talking to the Corinthians. He says, starting with uh, verse one, this is First Corinthians, the first letter of Saint Paul to the Corinthians, chapter two, verse one. When I came to you, brethren, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God in lofty words or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in much fear and trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of man, but the power of God." Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glorification. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord in glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Hmm. Now, as I'm reading that, I'm thinking St. Paul is trying to light these guys up and say, look, it's not enough just to be this basic whatever. You, you know, talking about the depths of the God and the, the Spirit reveals that the depths of God, mm-hmm. and then I love that 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 line, that section that's, that's specifically talking about, um, you know, this secret and hidden wisdom. This is not like a secret handshake, like Mm-mm. don't tell anybody this handshake. If you want to get into heaven, just shake this way, and right. then we'll know you're in the club. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's secret and unseen, like invisible,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? This is the secret and hidden wisdom of God, and they are imparting it. That's revealed by the Spirit, but again, it speaks to the depths. Of God mm-hmm. not to like this 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 instant sort of like picture of the happy smiling God that we want to pass around to each other mm-hmm. and I do think God is happy and smiling oh yeah right that God is all love and, and all mercy and all kindness and all I, I, I believe that about God but the reality is there's more to them more to him than than a simple relationship because mm-hmm. how many people will tell you or think that like you know have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal word and Savior And it's that simple. You say these words and now you are saved. And I'm not Mm -hmm. knocking our separated brothers and sisters, but there is an utter simplicity sometimes that kind of leaves me wanting. Right Now what they would tell you is you need to follow up and you do need to do more. And so once you've accepted him, you're going to have to do more. You're called to be more and to do more right? and to get to have a deeper, more profound relationship. So in their defense, I I agree with that. But some of us just want to stop and say, Hey, I'm Christian. Right. Right. Or some of us Catholics specifically say, Hey, I'm Catholic, right? but if St. Paul is talking about the Spirit revealing the depths of God, mm-hmm. that means there's, there's, there's more, there's secret, there's hidden, there's stuff we need to know, mm-hmm. and so the question is, what is that stuff, and how do we get it? And having said that, it's a cliffhanger.
0: There you go. You've got to come back. Awesome.
1: Before we take a break, I do want to remind you that we've got a great website, brand new, redesigned, fantastic website, thecatholiccafe.com. It's awesome. you got to go and it see it. It is awesome. Right? Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. Send it to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. With that, we will reveal the hidden secrets <laughs> right after we get back.
3: I'm Bess and this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? Saint Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. Saint Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds she wrote love proves itself by deeds so how am I to show my love great deeds are forbidden me the only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers and these flowers are every little sacrifice every glance and word and the doing of the least action for love the little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children she was a sensitive child who felt things deeply These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the Order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. The superiors of the Order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite Order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lesseux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Beth Strasinski, and this is another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to The Catholic Cafe, here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Doring, and we are talking about going deep, having we are a deep. deeper relationship with God. And a lot of people think, like, well, I'm okay. I're, I got a pretty good relationship with God. We go to Mass every Sunday. I can see that. Well, that's good. It is right? good. So uh, how often do you go to confession? Well, when I really need to. So you're <laughs> avoiding the answer, aren't you? <laughs> Um, so, you know, uh, how deep is your relationship? And I'm no judge. I can't look at somebody and say, your, your relationship's not deep enough. Right. I can look at myself and realize that no matter where I think I am, I, I really can go deeper. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like this sort of infinite potential for going deep when it comes to God.
0: Oh, absolutely. That
1: part I understand. and You know, one of the images I have that I've always thought about when I think about this kind of relationship with God, and I know that sounds weird, and so like all the nerdy people out there, like the computer geeks are going to get all excited, but I talk about like Microsoft Word. Microsoft Word is a program that's been around for a long time, and I think the very first time I used Microsoft Word, and I'm not trying to sell, I don't get any money from Microsoft Word, trust me. So. The very first time I sat down and used it, I think I was able to type a letter
2: mm-hmm.
1: and print it, and I was done. It was like entry level, it was super easy to do. And then as I started using it more, I started realizing there were things that would do automatically. It's like, why did all of a sudden it indent? Why, why would it make that? Why did it replace that with something? I didn't set that margin. Where did this come from? You start realizing that Microsoft Word has all these little sort of like hidden things in it. Little gadgets. Right? So if you use it on a professional level, you're constantly using it. That's, a, that's more than entry level. You can go deeper and, and sort of unlock some really right. cool, powerful secrets in Microsoft Word. And you can even go even deeper than that to like sort of a like a programmer's sub, super secret right. level. Right? Right, where the, I, I, And I don't even know if there's anybody that exists that knows the full depth of Microsoft Word. Right. But but it's amazing how powerful so many different tools that are available to you. That's like not just like a standard letter. It does all these other formatting and all these other different types of documents, and et cetera, et cetera, da da da. As much as you can imagine, you can you can plumb the depths of Microsoft Word, and, and that's and just a computer. You go
0: deeper, you'll never find that. That's out. right.
1: Yep. So, but that's just a computer program to help right. you write things. Right. But with God, that kind of depth, that's more powerful in a way that's profound that affects your life in such a way that it is trans, literally transformative. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, am I on sort of like an entry-level Catholic faith? I mean, right. do I do the basics? Do I cover the bases? Or as you said, check off the boxes. Am I right. doing the, you know, have a, well, if I get like four out of the seven sacraments, I figure that's a majority, <laughs> so I'm going to heaven. I don't know if that's the case, sir or ma'am, you know? <laughs> That voice, I couldn't tell whether it was a sir or ma'am. Uh, no. that, but, but, but the point is, I like, are, you, recognized are, it though. are you at entry level or are you at like sort of professional level Catholic? Right. Have you, have you gone deeper? Do you know some of the, uh, have you unlocked some of the power of our faith? Or have you gone even yet deeper where very few people seem to venture and you know them, you see them in church and you're going like, that guy right there? Yeah. There's something special about him and you want to kind of be sitting next to him at the end of the world, mm-hmm. right? When God comes to judge all of the people, right? When Jesus comes and, and, and takes all the good people to him, you know, I think he's going to have this big giant grasp and like those crane games, you know? Yeah. And so I want to be next to the really holy person. Tie uh, your
0: shoe to his shoelaces.
1: Yeah. So I'm connected yeah. somehow. So that's my plan. I don't know if it's a good plan. <laughs> it's that and the lottery. Those are my only two plans going forward. <laughs> so whether that's good or not, but I'm joking, but but there are people you recognize that have some kind of connection to holiness mm-hmm. that's profound. And you think, like, I want that. Right. I want that level of depth. Like, why does that man or woman always know, like, who the saint of the day is? Mm-hmm. How often do people, like, look and see, though like, there's this calendar for saints. Yeah. And most days, not all days, but most days, they'll be set aside for specifically a certain saint that the church will say this is somebody you should take note of. How right. often do we know that until some know-it-all guy comes up and says, well, are you having a great St. Augustine Day? It's like, <laughs> uh, I didn't know until now. And then you have to lie and say, yes. He goes, ha-ha, fooled you at St. Monica. St. <laughs> Augustine's not till tomorrow. It's like, oh, you know. But the point is, Drats. how do they know that stuff? Yeah. Right. Now, some things are simple, and you could probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. I know you've done certain prayers, and you've had certain devotions, and you've read certain things. But how is it that we do we plumb the depths of God? And to gazillion answer that, ways. there are a gazillion ways. Yeah. But but what I want to kind of focus on
2: mm-hmm.
1: is some a simple formula that you and I both learned. Yes. When we went to the Curcio. Oh yeah. Right. And and uh, so there's like the make the a friend, be a stool. friend be a friend uh, bring a friend to christ There's that thing but then there's the other thing that we remember right which is the three-legged stool as you point out yeah right now if you have a two-legged stool it's not going to stand up very it's well is not, it it's
0: not and neither would a one-legged stool
1: yeah for a second or so then you're pretty much toast yeah exactly so the three-legged stools legs three legs of the three-legged <laughs> stool is either way yeah exactly is Piety, piety study, study, and action. action. Now, right. they've changed the word sometimes, uh, softer, gentler right. people or whatever. I don't know right. what. But I still, when I went through it was piety, study, and action. Mm-hmm. So if I look at those, that three-legged stool and go, okay, if that's good enough for Curcio, it's good enough for me getting deeper into my faith. Mm-hmm. And really, Curcio is... A way to do that so if, you, if you've not been to a curcio make one find curcio in your just google curcio c-u-r-s-i-l-l-o it's a spanish word mm-hmm. means short course mm-hmm. uh so curcios in christianity short course in christianity there's probably one local in your city so look up Curcio, and what you'll find is uh, a place to get hooked up with some other folks who are active, and, and then start grouping or hanging out with them. We've been grouping for almost 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Yeah. But we learned at that first Curcio weekend. Piety, study, action. Piety, study, and action, which mm-hmm. essentially means holiness or, or prayer. What, what is your prayer life like? If you want to have a deeper relationship with God, I think number one is to pray more. That's right. Now, some people say, like, well, I, I do pray. Like well, what do you pray, and how do you pray? Mm-hmm. Are there are there deeper ways to pray than you are praying? Sure. Have you actually tried contemplative prayer, or have you actually tried uh, to, to to launch into some devotionals that you're just like, you know, I'm not a rosary guy, or I'm right. not a, a novena. I don't even know what a
2: novena is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you and the Jesuits. You don't know what a novena is. That's <laughs> fine. And I'm that was a joke. Everybody, don't <laughs> don't send the emails. Because we all know it. Never mind. I don't even want to go You're start get in trouble. You need, <laughs> need to get stop. In trouble. I love the Jesuits. Uh, so it's like the thing is, <laughs> what, what is what is a novena, right? We'll find out what a novena is and start figuring out like, will that unlock some of the power? Now I don't want to talk about like secrets and like these are secret little holdings, holding cells of grace that we can get that only certain people like. There's some mysterious way to get there. I'm just talking about plumbing the depths of God right. and all of the, the infinite grace that he has set aside for us. And praying more and more profoundly in your life can only like, help unlock that, to mm-hmm. open that up for you. So devotionals you haven't tried, um, looking into these and finding out there's, there are, like, go to more Masses than you go to. Right. Don't just go to Sunday Mass. Mm-hmm. Go to Sunday Mass, mm-hmm. but try a couple of other days. Right. Just to see what's going on. Like, hey, this is not so bad. Yeah. Right? And then, like, um, certainly confession.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of times people do that sort of minimal thing. We don't like it. We feel like it's going to the dentist. We got some great shows on confession. Look them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just, like, like break down some barriers and make it easy. Go to confession. Go back to confession. Even spend years. These ways of being more pious, of, of praying more, of being more faithful are, are, are awesome ways to plumb the depths and just be open to God's promptings through those, through those experiences of, of devotional prayer. Right. Because with that, means, God is going to talk to you. Yep. So be ready for the, the talk. He will be ready to, for the prompting and to, to, to do that. Right. So then another one is studying more piety, study and action. So mm-hmm. study is number two. Mm-hmm. And so studying more doesn't just mean reading a few books. Right. There's really cool things. I, I just recently had an RCIA class. And I've got it right now. I, I don't remember how many people total who have signed up. There was 20 or 30 or so, but the room had like 60 people in it.
0: Oh, that's neat.
1: So I said, all people who are already Catholic, who don't really, you know, they've already been confirmed. They're not really here to gain any sacramental, you know, check off any boxes that they have been unchecked for many years or whatever. Raise your hand if you're already Catholic and you're in whatever. And like half the room did. Oh, that's cool. And it opened my eyes that there are people that just want to know more. They want to study their faith more. They want to get deeper into They're their Catholic deeper,
0: faith. That's right. Right,
1: You've done that. Yeah. You've sat through RCIA. I highly recommend it. So it's an awesome way to I'm do it. I'm going to do it again. Uh, and some, dio- some, some dioceses and some parishes have like given you the opportunity to, to sign up for something called Formed. Right. Our parish uh, did it and just announced it, and they have a parish subscription. That means every person in the parish can now go online and have access to, like I'm talking about millions of pages, of hundreds and thousands of, of books, of talks, of videos from big people like Scott Hahn and Bishop Barron and all these different people. You have access to these things to, to like get deeper into your faith, to know more about your faith, to have a deeper, more That's profound great. relationship. Now, how many people will do that? Unfortunately, it's always too few. Yeah. But when you want to know what makes that person different than you, that person over there who's got that deeper relationship... They may be using form, or they may be using some other form of, of, of finding more about their Study. faith. Study, they're using that second leg. Exactly right. So the third leg mm-hmm. is action. Act more. Like, live your faith. Don't just stop and say, well, I know it all, and sit in the pew. Right. Volunteer. Mm-hmm. Go to the missionaries of charity. Serve f- food to the ladies that show up in the, the battered wives or uh, women's shelter or whatever. Be involved and live out your faith in a, in a, in a physical way it will change everything and everything will be deeper and more profound. If you want to change the world, if you want to change the conversation, Tom, if you want to fix all the stuff that's happening in the streets, the division in our nation, pray, study, and act. I think that's perfect. Right? Go deeper. God is waiting for you to go deeper with him. I feel like I need to say De glorious right now. De glorious. (laughs) Yeah, God is ready to do all of this with you right now. And that depth We've never gone to the bottom. There's more. There's always more. That's right. And one way to do that is our devotion to our Blessed Mother, who we love here on this show. Let's pray. Amen. With Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, God. pray pray for us sinners, now and and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe.